get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 394. And on the show this week, we have to say goodbye to a friend. That's right, folks. E3 was canceled. I'm back. Are you happy? I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to come back. <laughs> back, 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 back again. I wish you guys had seen their faces. They were so fucking lost. They were like, what is she doing? <laughs> Did you recognize it? I did, yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into that in a minute. But first, I want to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good yourself. I'm excellent. Joelle, what's up? Hey, I'm doing just fine. Good to be here. Glad you're back. Great. Thank you. And uh, Simon's off for a week, but uh, it's all good. He'll be back next week. So let's get into the housekeeping before the crew check in. I want to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. Ladies, I've missed you. I'm happy to be back. Oh, we missed it's, you too. Yeah. You guys it's, did such a good job holding oh, down the fort. Thank you. How was hosting Joelle? Um, y- you know, because I was a big fan of the podcast for so long, it, yeah. it was really easy to have your voice in my head as I, as I ran <laughs> through things. I know I know, I had a little bit of uh, bumps and blips, but, um, and of course, uh, Kat and Simon were the the um people to steer steer me the right way so it, it was i will say the crew made it really easy so i'm i'm hopefully the listening ship doesn't drop dramatically but i i um, got a lot of love so thank you everyone for for bearing with the first time so love that fun. how was how was things with you Catherine? past two weeks or so pretty good yeah Good. I, I gotta say, like, Joel was very nervous, but Simon at one point in the episode forgot he was hosting. So that's true. what? No. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, if you listen to the end of um the second to last episode, because yeah. Simon did one and then Joel did the yeah. other. Yeah. Um, at one point we stopped talking and he's like, cool. And he starts typing and he's like, oh, right. I gotta wrap up the show. And I was like, yeah, you're hosting, my guy. <laughs> So just go just before the outro and you'll get this beautiful, awkward silence, yes. like this I pregnant silence. We were both <laughs> looking at him like, what's going on? <laughs> like, um, but it's just like it next? clicked in his head of like, right. He's so used to me doing this. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he he figured like you would like, I guess, go in and be like, well, that wraps it up. And he started doing something else. But he's like, no, I have to say that. <laughs> It was beautiful. I I thought it was hilarious. Um, oh my it, it shows God. how much like we're so used to how things go mm-hmm. that like in his head he was like, oh, it's the end of the show. Leah's gonna wrap up. Whoa, Leah's not here. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Awesome. I would say that. What'd you do? 
Anything fun? I do. Not much, to be honest. It was a, a quiet, quiet little time. Uh, just doing my little routine, going to work, going to the gym, cooking. Yeah. Cleaning. Yeah. I uh, appreciated the uh, cupcake picture with the numbers. And uh, yes. I have yet to decide which one I am, considering the chaos that I got back to. Uh, but I came back. <laughs> but the cupcakes were awesome. I love the cupcake story, too. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like last week was so quiet compared to like, I was like, what, why was last week so chaotic? I was like, yeah, right. Cupcakes. Um, and today my boss, bless her heart, uh, had the gall to put in our, uh, group chat, uh-huh. uh, a meme that says, um, something along the line, like Aries, don't look at me. Aries on their birthday. And it's just like a photo of a guy like today is my birthday. Please wish me a happy birthday or something like some guy that got like had a been like a big poster printed mm-hmm. and put it in his office and things like mm-hmm. that. And I was just like, I just replied, hmm, this meme feels uh, oddly personal <laughs> and like a lived experience for some reason because she was so on her birthday. But yeah, no, it was quiet. I didn't have to make cupcakes. I didn't have to leave the house other than my usual stuff um which is good because uh your girl's getting tired and Mm. winding down for the long weekend which uh for us in the christian western world is easter long weekend so Mm. spring is here Mm -hmm. yeah getting all four days pretty excited not excited about the fact that i'm losing two days for my deadline of next tuesday um, yeah. but as of thursday night everything will be okay <laughs> that's good yeah what what is it about everybody came into work this morning and they were like oh shit it's a long weekend oh shit it's a four day week instead of five because it's on the other end because on my end we only get friday off but like everybody was like oh i forgot <laughs> well we get um we get the full four days that's good that's uh, nice yeah, because like when they added extra holidays at UB Montreal, people voted on which day extra days they wanted. And of course, like having the four days at Easter one, mm-hmm. because school is out for the four days. So oh, parents true. were like, fuck this. I don't want to take a vacation day v- because my kids are home anymore. Yeah. yeah that like, sucks. We're going out of town to visit family anyway. So um, I was taking the four days just to have the four days. But that means, like, I have, like, two, I'm like, yay, two four-day weeks. And then at the same time, I'm like, oh, two four-day weeks. Um, just going to be like that. Work's got to get done. Yeah. Not enough hours in a day. Got to crunch. It's tough. It's tough. Joelle, how about you? What do you want to do besides Ooh. hosting podcasts? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Growing in ways I never even imagined. Um, <laughs> I We had a blizzard. Uh, in Minnesota. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. over the weekend. Uh, sure did. And we got um, at least like a foot of snow. Oh um, my gosh. So I don't know how Which much. Which for March is a lot, let's be it, honest. It is, yeah. And like, end I think of they, March. Yeah. They, it's been the snowiest. March is usually the snowiest month on record. But apparently this year is like the third snowiest year we've had wow. in decades. So it, it totally snowed. And then. Either the snow removal budget was at its end, or they didn't think we'd get as much as we did, but then, like, no one plowed. So everything was just covered in snow. And then it's, like, that wet, 
heavy cementy mm-hmm. snow. Mm-hmm. So it's like hard to move. It's hard to drive through. And I had to run an errand that was 30 minutes away because um, I needed to get new lighting uh, for my for my kitchen, uh, for my place. Mm-hmm. And like the store I wanted to go to was not close. So, man, we trucked it up to the, a big shopping center up north of where I'm at. And nothing was plowed there. So like semis were stuck. Oh, um, dear. Around the shopping centers trying to deliver their stuff and people were stuck and it was just a clusterfuck. Like it was a nightmare, but it, we're all, it was fine. Got the light in, like got everything okay. Um, but it was, <laughs> it was really stressful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Winter so. weather, especially when you're just like, I'm over it now. Yeah. Like finally today, it might be an overcast day in Toronto, but it's 15 degrees. Yeah. So I'm happy with that, especially when I left like plus 30. Right. right. <laughs> and I got back and I got COVID on the way back. Oh, <laughs> and then there was a snow day after I got <laughs> home and I was like, FML. <laughs> Should have stayed in Mexico. Yeah. Should have stayed, in Mexico. stayed where the tequila was. <laughs> no, not cool. I yeah. know. It's like such it's such the it's such the bummer, but uh it's almost all melted now, but everything's just really wet. Yeah. Um, but spring. Yeah, spring. Womp womp. Spring is slow to slow to show its face, but yeah. it'll get For us, it's enough. slowly melting, and I'm slowly seeing all the garbage I'm going to have to pick up off our front lawn. Yeah. It's sad. It's a messy time, man. Spring. Uh. Everybody's like, oh, it's pretty. It's spring. I'm like, no. It goes through gross first. There is definitely a phase between you get before you get to like crocuses are coming up where it's just gross. Yeah, and it's like the smell. It's like the smell of like sometimes mm-hmm. the smell of spring is not great. Yeah, it's like mold, rot, and then allergies. Yeah, <laughs> can it be summer already? <laughs> <That's> right? <laughs> oh, can you believe it? It's April. Like I know. I, I, wasn't it? Wasn't it December thirty first, twenty twenty two? A few minutes ago. It's so weird. It's <laughs> aren't like, we still March twenty twenty? Like oh I'm pretty gosh. sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So yeah, I made it back from Mexico. That was lots of fun. Um, yeah, I got a little bit sick on the way back, but getting on the mend here now. I launched a really cool project while I was in Mexico, though. You did. Tell us more <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. A project that's been in the work for years. <laughs> Steve Saylor and I finally are working on a podcast together. It's called The Xbox Passport. It's a podcast all about Xbox Game Pass presented by Xbox Canada, and I'm so stoked to be doing it. It's a project. Yeah, like I said, we've been working on this for years now. We tried to do a cyberpunk podcast that didn't work out because pandemic. And then Steve had this other idea and he was like, let's do this and pitch it. And I was like, sure. And then we waited and waited and waited. And lo and behold, now we we have a podcast. It's out. So, uh, yeah, it's on uh, all podcasting platforms uh, where you can consume. Plus, uh, it's on we have a video um, and uh, that's on Steve's uh, YouTube channel. So Steve Saylor on YouTube. And our very uh, first episode is live now, which is absolutely fantastic. And it's with Larry Herb, Major Nelson himself. So we actually got to talk to somebody from Xbox, and I was pretty stoked about that. <laughs> She's so, made yeah. it. She's made it, uh, everyone. <laughs> I made it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's kind of uh, freaky when you have an intro uh, conversation with someone, too, and they've heard of you, and you're like, oh, my God, for real? I hope it's good things. <laughs> That's so cool. 
<laughs> but yeah, I'm super stoked. We've got another episode coming soon. And uh, and yeah, it should carry us uh, into the into the late summer, maybe early fall. And uh, yeah, and considering all the things that are moving around and conversations that are happening, video game stuff, uh, you never know. So I'm pretty, pretty stoked about that for it finally to be out. And did you guys hear about the Tetris movie? I heard about it. It's on my watch list. Oh, you have to watch it. It's really good. Okay. okay. I, yeah. I saw it like kind of pass by. What, is it about the people who made the game? Yes. So oh. I don't know. Do you know much about the story of Tetris? At all? Like it's, the history? It's Russian and the song slaps? Yeah, well, that is part of it because it was made in Russia, but when it was the USSR, when it was Anna Gorchev and like communism was in full effect and, uh, you know, rights for things, you know, games and stuff and a lot of uh, shady business going on. And and yeah, I uh, I was pretty impressed with it. At first, I was like, they're moving through the story pretty quick, but it's because they wanted to get to the real meat and potatoes of stuff, the real okay. intrigue and you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was really well done. And it has some, like, cool, like, I want to say, like, 8-bitty kind of, like, mm-hmm. effects overlaid with movies, like, real footage and some oh. weird chase scenes and stuff. Yeah, it was, it's pretty cool, I gotta say. Um, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I highly recommend, if you have the that available, to be able to check out. It, it was a great movie. Mike and I were, like, Totally enjoying it. Mike was like, what is this when I turned it on? And then he got right into it. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll add it because like right now we're we're watching Mandalorian, but we're going to catch up. And I was mm-hmm. sometimes what we do is um, instead of watching a series, we'll watch a movie in like 30 minute increments while mm-hmm. we have dinner. So um, we did that with Glass Onion. But yeah, I, oh, I might wow. add that to our list because I had that and the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Mm-hmm. If he's interested. I mean, Pascata can say, I don't want to watch this. And I watch it alone. Can you watch that not in theaters? Like, is that on digital demand? It's on uh, pre- Prime. On uh, Prime? Oh, perfect. The movie okay. is? The d was... movie we can watch I... on Prime. You can? Oh, awesome. Okay. Oh my I thought gosh. it was only in theaters. Breaking news. The- <laughs> wasn't there like so a... Too. Wasn't there like a, a deal where they had... Maybe. Like, you got you got early access to tickets. I know that. Oh, physical tickets. Physical tickets in the theater because that's what I Dungeons that's what I reported on. Dragon. Oh, I got movie. it wrong. My memory's okay. terrible. I was like, what? But maybe you can. Hold on. No, but it's like I can also wait for it to be on digital. It's gonna eventually get there. And you know it's going to Prime. Well, yeah. It's them. Well, yeah. Uh, only in theaters March thirty first. Yeah, I'm an idiot. No, you're fine. Oh. You're not an idiot. Just you're fine. I mean, you never know nowadays. Yeah, that's, that's the right. thing. You don't know because Tetris movie wasn't in theaters. Tetris movie was on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. So like, well, you know, you never know. And AMC apparently they're doing some things that's stupid. But apparently, you can. There's an app, and you can get a pass where you can, you can get tickets to watch movies in theaters with like an AMC subscription and and a and an app. So, like, instead of going to the theater, you can get access to it through that way. And I thought that was fascinating. But. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed there's not more stuff available at home. Like, I'll too. I'll pay the money to stay at home in my own house I instead agree. of going to a theater. I agree. Well, yeah. Especially so- after picking up COVID and on an airplane. I'm like, John Wick? <laughs> like, why can't I watch John Wick? 
the Mario John movie. Wick, I, I, I did a, a, a binge watch of all the John Wick movies. I think yeah. they were on Netflix for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the new one, I am waiting for it to be uh, mm-hmm. on streaming services. So I'm not going in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though Steve said it was pretty good from when he posted online because he went and saw it when he was no, no, he was I, away. I know it's good. I just want to watch it at home with at my home. own snacks and with subtitles on. Mm-hmm. Oh, bathroom. There's not a lot of dialogue. pajamas. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's really a, a really a feast for the eyes, as they say. All right. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I need to like activate a free trial of Apple TV Plus and watch the Tetris movie and finally mm-hmm. watch Mythic Quest. Oh. And watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, oh my Ted god, Lasso. watch Ted Lasso. Yep. You, you're. Oh my god, Catherine, your 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 heart will grow. It's it so, will. So good. I, at first, I was I had a hardened heart against Ted Lasso, and the season is. I'm like, okay, I'm. I am definitely. It, it is good. Yeah, the season so far, yeah, is. And then yeah, Mythic Quest. Ooh, yep. Morning Show is really good too. That's yeah, a great lots, show. You you you've got lots of stuff there to watch, my dear. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Okay. Do they <laughs> follow up question? Do they yeah. have an Android app? I can't imagine I they would Im- don't. Yeah. Uh, and I not- know they've got it for like TVs and stuff. Hey, isn't it on Xbox? Yeah. I think oh, Apple yeah. TV is plus is on Xbox. Yeah. Oh, it's just like I got like a Apple a- TV. A- this isn't sponsored Xbox. by the way, but Apple, if you're listening and want to sponsor the show, go for it. I mean I have You can find and download the Apple TV app from the Xbox store. Okay, because I have a smart TV, but it's an Android TV. Um, <laughs> Apple TV Plus and It says you can download Apple TV app on most Android TV streaming devices. All right, beautiful. If not, like, worse comes to worse, I have an iPad and a Chromecast. Mm-hmm. You can definitely get a Chromecast. Yeah, I'm cat. You can you can definitely do. I mean, you can get Prime on Apple devices. Prime Video. But Prime so is like, Amazon. Exactly. But it's not Google. But it's still a competitor. No, it's not. I guess it's not no. really a competitor. No, because the Kindle. Does Google have any? Does Google have any streaming things? They have not really, eh? No. no. Nothing nothing competitive like that. No. They they have like um their own like store with like Google movies, Google TV, yeah. Google books mm. that and, you can. But they don't make their own content like Apple is. Apple yeah, does. I guess no. that's why. No, no. Um, they don't. So. They don't stick to something long enough to make mm-hmm. any content. That could but Amazon exactly. makes their own. That's true. <laughs> Apple <laughs> Apple makes like the Fire Stick and the and the all that. So kinda not really. Yeah. But Not the full I, I ecosystem. Mean, Apple, like all the Apple devices integrated Chromecast because like that's one of the things that Google did right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have. So um I it's know true. Uh, so if I can cast from like my iPad, it's fine. If I can have a because the thing is, like, I'm not a big fan of uh using stuff, the TV apps. Mm. Like mm. Netflix is fine because they made it for TV first, but I find Disney Plus on the TV is terrible. Oh. So if I have the option of finding content on my phone and casting it to the TV, I think it's just easier to type. Yeah. And things like yeah, that. I get that. I get mm-hmm. that too. I will say that like I had an Apple TV for a while and then I had to like, it was that time where I had to upgrade the generation, mm-hmm. uh, especially to get to for 4K. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll, I'll try Chrome. Like I'll try it, uh, a Chromecast. And mm-hmm. I, I totally went back to Apple TV just because I 
I did enjoy the interface so much better. And for Chromecast, the storage was so small. And I was like, I was out of storage like after so many apps. And I'm just like, well, forget this. So like I use my Chromecast for traveling. So I have everything signed in. And if I'm traveling and like I'm going to be somewhere for a while, then I'll plug in the Chromecast and I have all my stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice to use it that way. But otherwise, I went I went back to Apple TV just because oh, that's the cool. format is so much better, in my opinion. But yeah, I kind of because flip I between have, all of it. Yeah, Nick, it's probably ahead. because I have an Android phone that yeah mm-hmm. Chromecast is ubiquitous to me. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, it is. It is. It works it is. really well. Like yeah. it, I just thought though for like at home for all of my stuff, mm-hmm. I was like I don't want to have to always play the memory game and. Like either add more memory or de- delete things or add things, and and I didn't want to buy a new one, so uh, yeah. I just I just stream from my phone. I yeah, just that's basically- it. If you're using it as the input device and yeah. then just casting it, that's different than it. Essentially, right. the Apple TV is the input device as much right. as it is the streaming thing. Oh, it also downloads content. I right. it can, it. yeah. Yes. I mean, it's a little box. Yeah, I get it. No, see, I I just put everything on my phone. That makes uh, sense. If, okay. if I travel and I can watch on my phone and then if I get somewhere, if they have like a lot of hotels now, smart TVs will have an integrated Chromecast or they'll mm-hmm. put a Chromecast in the TV and it's oh, just like. They do? Oh, that's cool. I haven't been somewhere in a while, so. Well, the last few places I've been were like either um, like big hotel chains or um, Airbnbs. Mm. So it's like every, an air. Whoops. Hit my mic. Uh, and Airbnbs, like people just have like whatever. Yeah. Smart TV, and so many of them have integrated Chromecast now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been it's become very ubiquitous. So true. All right, ladies. Um, games wise, Catherine, I like how your uh, game you are playing has <laughs> evolved from just being letters to now emojis of a P and a five and a crown. <laughs> I can't, I can't put it together. Can you spell it out for me? I don't understand. I, I'm, I'm running out of ways to make it to say wittily that I'm still stuck in this fucking game. Um, Power to you for like really like honestly. moving and like trying your best to get through. It's, I, I'm I'm borderline concerned at this point about you. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is kind of teetering on. <laughs> It is a toxic relationship. Uh, I can yeah. change him. Um, yeah, it's. But I, I'm I'm moving towards the end game. Uh, I had some big reveals uh, recently because I finished uh, the last palace. Nice. Um, and now everybody's just kind of like losing their shit. Of like shit, how are we gonna save face and whatever and. A bunch of group of scrappy teenagers is still, yeah, we've got new ways to fuck your shit up. So we're going to keep going. So um, God bless them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm coming close to maxing out a lot of relationship. I maxed out Haru. I maxed out Mishima. I maxed out on. I, I maxed out Ryuji. I'm really close to maxing out Makoto. For some reason, I forgot about Yusuke altogether. Um, he's sitting Me at like too. five, and I'm just like, "Fuck!" 
Yeah, and like and, his talents are kind of good, you know, yeah, with the he's cards one of my and stuff. Most used party member, and I forgot to grind his relationship. <laughs> Taking him for granted. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. just use you. Yeah. I'm not going to actually be friends with you. Yeah. No, it's just because like his ice powers can freeze enemies, and then like you get the technical advantage of just hitting after an enemy is frozen. So I cheese a lot of battles with Yusuke, <laughs> and I was just like, I forgot to grind him. I maxed out a uh, Sojiro. Which oh, requires you to max out your kindness. And um and out of all my stats, I only have guts that's not maxed out. Go eat some of them burgers. What percentage? Big bang burger place. Do you know your completion percentage? I must be somewhere around 90 because I'm getting to the last okay. story beat. Okay. And I think the next story beat um is gonna be the end of the game. So I think I'm gonna have like another I have another in-game month because now it's like getting close to Christmas, December, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I have, like I have on my phone open the a page with all the answers for the classroom and the exam answers. Smart. And there's like stuff for January. So I'm like, oh, I, yeah. I must have still like, because they're like, oh, it's almost the end of the term and whatever. So I, I have like, I think another month. And like I said, I've maxed out the counselor also. I've maxed out bo- both the counselor, the counselor, and both what's her name, Kasumi. Yeah, the um, the 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 red headed new character. Yeah, both because I know that at first it looks like she only has five stars. Yeah, she has more. She has more, but she's locked. Well, that might be that might be a story lock, just like the counselor was story locked for a bit at nine. Oh no! Oh no! Double check it. A new, Double check it. A new rabbit hole. I had the <laughs> I had the thing where they're like where it becomes like it becomes a blood vow. Oh, then maybe you did. I thought it hit. I thought there was. I thought it was five, and I was like, really, only five? And then I looked it up, and they were like, no, she has ten. Really? What's her name again? Mm, Persona Five Royal New Confidant. How much have I looked up today on this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. It's all in here. Nothing. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. All a lie. Anyway. Uh, Anyways. If I didn't max her out too bad, so sad, I I ran out of time. You're just, you ran, now you ran out of time? But I went through, the other day, like yesterday, yes, I say the other day, yesterday, I was cycling through my uh, confidants to see who mm-hmm. was in max, to see who I was going to max, and I'm pretty sure she was marked as max, even if she had only five. She has ten. Yeah. I send you link. Maybe she'll I have become a more feeling available. like locked behind something, because yeah, she has rank, and then two, four, six, and then six, she gets another thing, seven, she gets something, eight, she gets something, nine, she gets something, max, and then royal, succulent, awakening, or whatever the heck that means. So, yeah. Maybe... Oh, maybe you can only get one if you romance her? I don't know. Anyways. Rank, max, romance. That game is confusing and very easily to, easy to miss things. Well, you know what? If I mess up and I 
don't have the content, I'm going to play again. No, just kidding. I'm going to go to YouTube. <laughs> yes. 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 That's a good idea. Do. Go, go to, to YouTube. YouTube. Go to YouTube. Good call, uh, Catherine. I can't, I don't think I can emotionally, and, and as your friend, stand by <laughs> as you attempt to play this game again. I think podcast <laughs> listeners need me to finish this fucking game. Yeah, I think we'll be an intervention. A, a, um, a global and, and intervention for for Cat to not play this game again. And you know what? I'm I'm being slowed down by an absolute tragedy. Um, MLB The Show 23 came out, so now <laughs> you don't have the Xbox. You don't have. The I Xbox. have to share <laughs> the Xbox. And the other it's day, hard. I was like, "Oh, I could play through XCloud. I could play on my laptop." But then I'm like. It might log me out of the Xbox, and then I don't know if he can still play. Yeah, I don't oh, know about yeah. that. Don't. That might, you might has, be right there. Because yeah. I don't think we can use both use the Game Pass account at once. Mm. It, it's not so bad when he plays NHL, because NHL, he bought the game. Mm-hmm. So it's his. It's licensed to his account. Well, I bought the game. But, but it's it, downloaded, maybe? It's downloaded and installed. Yeah. Mm. So if I use, so if I log my Xbox account elsewhere, it's just like, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as, like, the account that bought it is authenticated somewhere on the Xbox, it's fine because it's mm-hmm. a purchase game. The X, the Game Pass games. Well, I don't know. Because Halo Infinite, I played where I'm back here, logged in back here, Mike's logged in on the other one because... The, uh, that console is considered my home console. Oh. So I think he has access. But, you know, like, I would test it. Test those waters. Because I haven't I, gotten I into the, like, streaming side with Game Pass. I don't know if that, like, does anything wackadoodle. And on top of that, <clears throat> he broke his controller. Oh. <gasps> no. no. By yeah. accident? Or, no. Or because he was angry. his giant hands. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> He, uh, the the black <laughs> Xbox controller that came with the Series X started yeah. drifting and the buttons didn't work anymore and things like that. So I think him just like using it to play hockey and baseball messed up the controller. Um, so I ordered him a bright red controller. So now, oh, nice. So he was on top of using the Xbox, he was using my blue controller. <gasps> um, so I got him his own controller uh, so that he can mess that one up. Uh, but now it's funny because our controllers kind of look like Sonic the Hedgehog because I have the blue one and he has the bright red one. Nice. These are not the furry ones. <laughs> I remember that. That was terrible. <laughs> I don't know if I like holding on to that or if it get like creep me out after a while. I get all sweaty. Get really all gross sweaty. after yeah. a while. And then, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. have the bad habit of like, Right now, when I play Persona, and there's like a lot of dialogue, I'm, I have the bad habit of eating at the same time. Me too. <laughs> like Cheetos. <laughs> oh no! Can you imagine me eating Cheetos and playing with that furry controller? Yuck. <laughs> Orange <laughs> dust, Orange Cheeto dust, matted into the- absolutely not. <laughs> like unsubscribe. No thanks. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, Change it up a bit so we can get out of this headspace. <laughs> Joelle, what are you playing? <laughs> well, uh, I did a few more rounds of Have a Nice Death, and I got, I got you know, really bummed out, and I, I just got sick of dying over and over again. So I went through the PS Plus catalog, and I picked up Returnal. Nice! Because, you know, I really needed a really big change of pace. <laughs> 
from dying all the time. Don't you die all the time in return? Yes, it's the exact same thing. I was like, that's not a pick me up. No, okay, guys, what have you been doing while I've been gone for two weeks? I feel like you've been living in like purgatory or something. Like, what is We're what punishing ourselves with our games. Oh, you're gone. This is our favorite hobby. <laughs> Video games aren't fun, they're work. <laughs> you suffer through them, it builds character. Oh so, my god, how are you finding Returnal? Um, I mean, it's it's a little spoopy, you know, for for me, because I'm a big baby, but um, the art direction is so fun, the sound design is super cool, um, the response from the dual sense is phenomenal, like, it's it really showcases um, what you can do with that kind of controller um and it's hard it is hard uh but i do appreciate how the storytelling unfolds after each time you die and all these other things and i do know about the story because i uh watched streamers and things like that when it came out so uh, but it is really fun experiencing um the the story and, and trying to roll through it and then my boyfriend and I will take turns going back and forth and we just finished world one we just like last night we stayed up till eleven o'clock. Our old, our old farts are really tired today. But like, we stayed up to eleven o'clock last night and got through World One. Um, so I don't know if I'll finish it before uh the Horizon DLC comes out, but I think I'll just kind of keep at it. It is, it is satisfying to unlock new abilities and to see your progress because you're just like, I am getting better. Um, and it 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 is it is really fun and it's and it's really gorgeous so it's a i'm really glad that i i picked it up to, to play so i'm glad i'm experiencing it i have a game recommendation for you yeah considering you're on this path and i feel like you're enjoying this constant dying bringing up new story beats and that kind of stuff have you played hades oh yeah okay good yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think i was more like can i get because have a nice death i feel the story is pretty light it's really mm-hmm. focused on uh, your gameplay mechanics and, and improvement, and you have to be really tight in your movements. I would say Have a Nice Death is one of the most tighter roguelikes that I've experienced, even more so than Hollow Knight. Um, mm-hmm. And so I so I knew Returnal had a nice story beat, so that's also why I kind of picked it up, just to kind of get mm-hmm. into a mindset. But Hades, I mean, Hades for me, like, that was phenomenal. Like... It's it's hard it's hard to get at that level, mm. um. So, but I have played it, and I would go back to Hades. It was great. Another one you might like is Moonlighter. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, okay. so that one is like it's the reason why I think you like it. I think you'll take the like managementy stuff along with the rogue light. I guess you could say we're essentially by day you run a shop, by night you go dungeon oh. crawling, and Ooh, the I things like that, that you pick up you sell in your shop. Oh yeah. Uh oh, it's on Nintendo Switch. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that'd yeah, be fun. It's a fun one. Because um what was the game? Soul Fair was kind of like that where it was like sim like yeah. on the boat and then you had platforming off off the boat, which I really did like too. So yeah, I probably would like it. Ooh. I will I Yeah, will I think you'd enjoy this. that. Thank it's you. not, you know, it's not like a wicked hard one. It's got a great amazing animation considering it's pixel art. Mm. Like super impressive. Cool. Nice. Um, considering I wasn't around for a bit, I've actually played a lot. Um, one, I went down south. 
Mike and I brought Monopoly on the Switch, Ooh. and we still haven't finished our game. Oh. Because <laughs> it's, you know, Monopoly's like, right? Yeah. And there's just two of us, and we're not mean to each other. So we just keep like <laughs> paying each other off for like landing on each other's spots and not really getting any further. Like we've had three different like hour plus long game sessions, and it's still not done. Wow. This Are you just building your empire together? Is that what you're doing? I mean, I guess. I mean, it's just, but there's merger and acquisition, just, FTC approved. Yep. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So, so we we just we're not mean to each other when we play games. I need other people involved to be mean to each other. I can't do that to Michael. I feel bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did pick up um, the game that I really like. Settlement Survival has an iPad or an iPhone, iPad, like a mobile version that came out. I enjoy it. Except for the fact that it constantly crashes on me to the oh. point where I've probably lost like hours of gameplay. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh. So it's just and like my iPad's not that old. I put it on the lowest qualities, everything. It just constantly crashes. So I just oh. gave up the other day. I'm like, I am over this. <laughs> I can't I can't emotionally handle this anymore when I get so far and then boop, it's gone. Yeah. Um. Still making my way through Astroneer, getting really close to the end. I'm essentially just like going to each planet now, coring down to the or digging down to the core, getting the pieces. And I, I want to see how this game ends. Um, and because I was away and just like looking at stuff on YouTube and whatever, because I obviously didn't have any consoles with me. There were three games that I have like popped up in my feeds that are either early access or full out that I'm really curious about. One of them is called Big Ambitions. And this is like you essentially go from like like I guess a 18 year old with like barely any money and you need to build your empire in New York City. So you start like running stores oh and gosh. all this kind of stuff. <gasps> yeah, it's in early access, I think, right now. And like I've been watching. There's two YouTubers. I'll send them both to you, uh, Joelle, just so you can get an idea. Uh-huh. And it's just like. It, it's got me written all over it. <laughs> so I'm like Jeff Bezos the game. I yeah. essentially yes. <laughs> this is where I can live out my fantasy of like yeah your fantasy of drop shipping yeah and uh, much. and running a donut shop, yep. Catherine. Oh, <laughs> along was... with your web design firm and your <laughs> lawyer business, <laughs> all at the same time. Yes. Listen, I am anti Jeff Bezos, but if I can be the next Starbucks, I'm in. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. There you go. Um, Another one that I'm interested in is called Terra Nil. That's been out uh, or has been like early preview access for a while, but came out in full. And actually, it's out on PC and Netflix, of all things. So when I went looking for it, so Netflix has some of its game stuff out now. And the way that it works is I log into the Netflix app. There's a uh, uh, at the bottom of my iPad, like there's a spot where it's like a lineup of games and Terra Nil was there. So it installs like its own app of the game but it's like brought to you by netflix so this is like the inverse of a city builder because you come into this piece of land that's like destroyed pollution you know all that kind of stuff and you essentially need to bring life back and not just by like making the grass green and the water's blue again but like bring back different biomes and things like that and it's all kind of like a puzzly like game because it's based on like the squares and how you do things and, and yeah fascinating game Um, so yeah, that, which I've now got downloaded on my iPad to try out. And then the last one's called Dredge. Have you guys heard of this game? Cause it's been popping off a little bit on social over the course of the weekend. I got to look at it all. I got to look at the like art style. Dredge is a fishing game. 
with like Lovecraftian creatures Ooh. with like a dark kind of story, but you go out almost like Pokemon and catch them all. Oh, I have not heard of this. So it's like fresh, like mm. <laughs> convenient talking about fish. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm intrigued by this game and it's outlying like on everything right now mm. um, that, uh, you know, is kind of making its way around the internet that I was like, a fishing game? Count me in. Mm. The art style is somehow, it's like as if the people that made um, Lake, the postal service thing, mm-hmm. and like the people that made um, Disco Elysium mm-hmm. decided to collaborate <laughs> artistically like on the art direction of a game. That's I, right. It's messing my brain and I fucking love it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And you know how we feel about like fishing and games, Kat, like yes. Stardew and everything else. And this game is like, that's it. You go out and you try and find all the different fish and stuff and bring them back and rebuild your ship and do all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm like, I, I need to play this. But it's like, now I have three games <laughs> on three different platforms and I don't know where to turn. <laughs> plus, I want to finish Astroneer. Plus, Minecraft Legends is coming. Oh, my God. What a summer we have in front of us. It is a smorgasbord to be a gamer right now. I I have a $100 question. Yes. Did you finish your playthrough of Persona 5? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I did Did not. I will go back to it. Did you even finish your playthrough of Hogwarts Legacy? (laughs) No. (laughs) What? Leah finished games? No, I get distracted by three it's other so hard. games that I need to spend my money on. I know. I'm. I uh, might. Maybe I'll pick up one of the. I'm trying to think of what to do before Horizon, and I'm like, don't spend any money. And I'm like, well, but baby. <laughs> but that's why I'm like, I need to like Astroneer before I left too. I was like hardcore, like in one of my niches where I'm just like, all I'm doing is watching Astroneer YouTube videos and reading Astroneer wikis and doing playing the game. That's all I'm doing. And then I step away from it for a week. And I'm like, no, I just need to finish this thing now and finally see the end. <laughs> I need to see the end of the game <laughs> and get it done because there's too much coming. Because we've got, we've got Minecraft Legends, we got Redfall, we got Zelda, yep, we've got Diablo, <laughs> and we've, we don't even know what's coming really in the fall. Oh, I know, I know. That's how I feel a little bit. I'm like, what's coming later in the year? We don't know. I'm anxious. We don't even <laughs> have the announcements, like the pre-Christmas holiday no, season like blockbuster announcement. And you know what, guys? This is an absolutely perfect transition. Because last week, we lost a key <laughs> member of the presentation committees. <laughs> Let's get into the news. Cue the funeral music. E3 is dead. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys Rip. see? Uh, did you guys see? Uh, kind of funny guys. Uh, they did the d- next day after they did a their you know normal daily cast or whatever. Greg actually wrote a eulogy for E3. Oh my gosh. No. no. Oh my. I'm finding the link and I'm going to send it to you. It's fucking hilarious. I bet it is. <laughs> I love the memes. I loved all the memes popping off of like E3 convention center now becomes a spirit of Halloween. Oh yeah. yeah. Halloween was spirit of Halloween. <laughs> oh my god. So the the memes were uh the memes were satisfying. They were Oh my time. god, were they were they ever. All right, Catherine, bring us through the news story for those I I'm sure everybody knows, but bring us through. So essentially last week while you were still in Mexico, uh Simon Joel and I basically asked the question 
who's going to e- who's going to be at E3 besides Ubisoft? Uh, the answer was uh, Sega and Tencent. Mm-hmm. And I think Square Enix. No, it was Sega, Tencent, and Ubisoft was basically the three left. Yep. And within like one day of us publishing that episode, yeah. all three of them noped out of, of E3. So basically one the morning, Ubisoft pulls out and then rumors that Tencent and Sega might and then rumors confirm and then like 12 hours later, E3 canceled. Yep. Um, so it is officially not happening because um, everybody's doing their own thing. Like Nintendo does their direct. Microsoft was basically doing their uh, own presentation. Plus, they do their offsite thing during E3, yeah, but offsite yep, the of E3. Fest thing. Yeah. PlayStation said they weren't going to be there. They don't have any major announcements or whatever. Um, and now, like now that Ubisoft announced that um, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage was delayed, I like it's like. What are you going to talk about at E3? Um, I don't. And then Sega and Tencent are going to be like, we're not. We're not going to be there alone. Like, it's going to be like a fucking book signing at the book fair and only your mom shows up. So they were like, fuck this. It's a lot of money for a company to throw at doing something like that when they could use the money themselves to do what they need to do and probably reach a bigger audience. I mean, do you think it's all about the money? Like, is oh yeah, is it just yeah. it's a about, lot about the money. About the and money? if they don't have a game to share, why bother going? Yeah. No, but you I mean, canceling it all together and then maybe not even put bringing it back. Is it just all about? Who you know? I, I'm asking the question. Who needs it? Back in the day, they needed someone to organize this thing and bring all these people together. Now the internet exists. We don't need to do that. Yeah. So basically, that's the thing because like E3 was supposed to be like what June third, June thirteen, something like um, that. Yeah, June thirteenth through sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then like on like dancing on the grave of E3, like the body is still warm. The it's not even sitting in the morgue. Like the cops are still there and the coroner is not even having finished zipped up the body bag that Jeff Kingley is like, (laughs) Summer Game Fest, June 8th. (laughs) I have like this, I have this sinking suspicion that he's salty about something that happened with him because he used to do all like Judges Week and all that kind of stuff. He's salty about something and he's just like, yeah, you want to run this? Good luck. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I did find also, I was like, there's something personal there. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Because I, I think like there's a lot of like people in the industry, including Jeff, that have vented how frustrated they have been with E3 as a whole. And yeah. that's why like people have been slowly noping out. And it started with Nintendo. Yep. You mm-hmm. know. And uh, once Nintendo. And Microsoft and PlayStation were like, yeah, we don't need to do this. And EA also uh, stopped being there quite early um, just because they were like, yeah, we can do an online presentation at the same time to have like the news cycle, but not pay the millions of dollars to be in L.A. there. Um, Mm -hmm. And with the pandemic, I think the pandemic really killed you three where it showed that it wasn't needed anymore. 
Um, and then basically Jeff took all of his team, all of his knowledge, uh, working with people that used to work for E3 and build his like digital event. Um, and I think what is doing makes sense for the American, like the North American market today. Uh, basically E3 didn't modernize. They also had, uh, they doxed a lot of people because they had Hello, remember that? Yeah, security. Um, by the way, GDC did the same fucking thing like this year. Uh, not a great look for people an industry learn, event. Learn. Um, but uh, yeah, E3 did that to journalists, which, you know, that's terrible uh, because they're often um, freelance. Working from home. We were lucky. No, there was our, uh, our, our info was out there, but it was because we went through work that we were okay. But it's like, it's no, it's a journalists are also often the, the target. Oh, that too. Yeah. Of harassment and death threats and things like that. You don't want your information to be out there. Mm -hmm. Um, so some of them had to change phone numbers and shit. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm. so, and then you have things like to gamescom and, Tokyo Game Show that kind of like merged the um, journalistic news cycle event with an industry event with like that's their local industry event. And like I mentioned last week, E3 used to be like consumer and uh, industry, but then it got too big and like they're growing pains and they're like going back to having consumers. It's It's never been great. And a lot of people were like, Oh, I've always wanted to go to E3, and once you get there, you realize it sucks. It's terrible. Um, and LA is becoming increasingly a hard destination to go to for yes. people around the world. Mm -hmm. um, Southern California in general, the United States, unfortunately. Uh, GDC is suffering from that, from people that can't get visas or um, access to the United States because they've grown increasingly xenophobic um and they won't accept people from certain african middle eastern and asian countries it's expensive too yeah. and it's fucking expensive it's really expensive yeah, yeah. and, and, and like that's the... coming from two people sitting in canada where like where historically some of the most expensive airfare exists hello toronto <laughs> um you know but that's because like we're a big northern country not a lot of people come here like explain to me if la is one of the key destinations why is it so fucking expensive to fly there because everyone's flying there and like it's but, yeah it's just so but busy capitalism taught me that the more people show up the cheaper supposed to be no but like you just mm. you, there's too many there's too many it's just it's too, too much so then you got to compete and then you got mm -hmm. economics so the competition drives up prices mm-hmm uh, anyway, it's um, E3 is dead. Nobody cares. E3 is dead. Yeah. I mean, I was a I little think... sad. I mean, like you said, like I was one of those people that as I allowed my love for video games to blossom and become public, I was like, it'd be cool to go to E3, to, to go to something, to be amongst mm -hmm. peers and people that like this and to smell all their smells and to experience everything like sure like that was something that that would have been cool to do and now i'm like oh i'll have to just find that somewhere else which is fine PAX. but it's just yeah, yeah i'm just saying like it's it was just go to something. PAX, it just, go to san diego comic-con go to your local comic-con uh, um, i'd probably uh, go to chicago before i go to sorry 
Sorry, I'm going to yeah. go to Chicago when I go to. <laughs> That's true. You're close to Chicago. I am you've very got, close to Chicago. You've got plenty of things. Like, for yeah. us, like, you know, a lot of the stuff that's at um, E3 or, like, you know, when studios have their demos out, they kind of, like, send their demos across the globe. So, you know, like, often we would see what's being shown at E3 and Gamescom. And it would show up at Fan Expo in Toronto or even at Montreal Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Just because a lot of oh, these sure. studios are local. Sure. Uh, I remember PlayStation having their big booth at Comic Con in Montreal. Yeah. And we could play like Gran Turismo. And I think they had a deal to have the Destiny 2 demo before it was out. Like, um, we played a lot of stuff. Remember Ken moments. Ashley playing Halo 5 over and over again? Yes, at Fan Expo. <laughs> Fan Expo. I yeah. just kept going back and go back and go back going again. Back and going back. <laughs> yes. I love her to death. Um, yeah. But once you realize that a lot of these games can be accessible, quote unquote, locally, if you're close yeah. to a big city like yourself, like for Chicago, or in your case, you could easily go to PAX East and Boston. Yeah, or in Denver, there's some stuff in Denver, I think that happens yes. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like, no, it, that's, and Denver's incredibly cheap to fly to um, from where and I'm And there's at. PAX South in Austin? Yep. Maybe? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yep. there's... I, I you know, need- it just, it just, yeah. like, it was just a thing that you knew, right? It's like a pedigree. Yeah. It was, it was like, all right, yeah. E3, like, E3 is on, you're like, all right. Yeah. So it's just... When we went to yeah. 2013, it was amazing it was a credible experience for us but at the same time it was when they announced the ps3 and the xbox one and the prices it was like a, a big ps4 you're dating us now ps4 Four, xbox one you're making us older than we actually is um, it was in 2013 <laughs> it was in 2013 it was, but the thing is, is it was still it was still part of that where like they yeah. had the press conference yes. in front because that's what everybody forgets yes. mm-hmm. the stuff with the press conferences is not e3 no. It's just that it would happen around the same time just before. E3 was Tuesday to Thursday or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was when they would have stuff on the show floor when you can go in and do that. But as the years went on, we were probably there the last second of last year before like Nintendo pulled out completely. Yeah. Right? Because then they stopped. And then PlayStation was like, well, we don't need to be there. And EA is yeah. like, we're going to do our things on the side. Next, same with Xbox. Like they slowly realized that what their mandates were, they didn't really need E3 to get right. their KPIs met, right? right? Exactly. So that's where I feel like, and and that's to say, like, even though there's no E3 this year, once again, we're still going to have an absolute smorgasbord of video game content that we're going to have to consume and follow yeah. and watch and get hyped about yeah. over the course of summer, along with trying to get in all the games that we want to get in. So, like, it's not going to slow anything down there, no. but it is kind of, like, sad. It feels like the end of a very particular era it in is. video games. And video games are young when you think yeah. about it. Like, it's an industry that's fairly young mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. especially media. So, like, it's normal for these, like, ebbs and flow, but it's going to become, like, one of those, those you know, the history of video games. And they'll have this one, like, pan- like area set, set up where, like, remember when... You know, back in the day when they had this show and here's all the things that happened at them and the crazy events and blah, 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 blah. And now everything's online. Yeah. Well, no, it is. It, yeah, it, it is definitely the, the passing of an era. And I think I think it was a wise decision also to see the writing on the wall and to be like, mm-hmm. OK, we should just actually let this go. Because I, 
I, I mean, props to that because I know of a lot of other places that they just want to keep it going for the sake of people attending and like all this stuff. But no, they they did decide like, hey, we, we, we're done in this type of capacity. So I do I do give them props for like, all right, the nails in the coffin, <laughs> the Ubisoft, and so we're done. If they hadn't, there would have been a lot of irate people at that convention. What would they have filled it with? Considering yeah. Yeah. it was going to be open to the public again, people had already submitted to be there as media. Like it just would have been like nothing. It might as yeah, yeah. Let it go. Put it out to pasture before. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It got to that point. Yep. And let's be honest, the day of the hands-on demo is dead. We yeah, all- I don't want to walk around touching controllers that umpteen other people. I just went to Mexico, was as particular as possible, and still managed to get COVID. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. So it's like, nowadays, it's like advanced copies, downloadable demos. It's it's fine. Like, it... it yeah. I, I Unless we're, like, early in a console cycle and you get to test, like, you know the the next Nintendo Switch or the next Xbox or the next play like the PlayStation Six, mm-hmm. then whatever consume confusing name they're going to come up for the next iteration of Xbox or Microsoft. <laughs> Xbox um, ZX, Xbox Infinity, Xbox One Series X. X- um, <laughs> I don't Xbox think like oh, we need squared? to be on site testing thing. No, it's just like no. send me a fucking code. Yeah, send me a code. <laughs> yeah, or I'm I'll just watch. wait for it to. Or we're go- just going to wait for it to hit yep. PS Plus or Game Pass. Yep. <laughs> and like, yeah. Yeah. Or get my favorite YouTubers yep. and give them a access to it and let them play through and bring you through it. Yep. Like that's that's the way that I consume a lot of this stuff is I know my outlets. I know we are an outlet and, you know, we just listen to the people that we agree with and mm-hmm. have similar tastes. And that's how I figure out. And then I just buy it and play it myself. All right. Uh, Joelle, you've got some stuff here on the news list as well. Ooh, I like this one. I saw this one pop off while I was away, too. I did, too. On March 30th, uh, so a few days ago, CD Projekt Red on Twitter said that they're proud to offer menstrual leave to employees! Exclamation point. Team members can now focus on their comfort and health by taking time off when suffering from period pain. It's all about inclusivity and fostering a supportive workplace hashtag inside red uh kudos to gog for implementing this benefit first is what the tweet said as in good old games not us yeah yeah good old games although yeah we didn't we i don't know i haven't needed to take a break for uh, menstrual pain yet but i hope that the boss would let me give me a pass (laughs) I mean, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then I found an article on GameSpot that just goes more into detail. Um, The policy comes after CD Projekt Red's sister company, GOG, as explained just a second ago by Kat, introduced the benefit last year. According to CDC Projekt Red public relations representative Ola Sanjas, so sorry, Uh, The studio spent the last few months observing GOG's experience with the policy before ultimately deciding to follow its steps. Um, They found that uh, for folks uh, taking the leave, it boosts an environment where menstruation team members can feel more comfortable and supported to achieve their individual potential, end quote. 
Uh, in addition, the benefits represent, quote, another step in creating an inclusive work environment, end quote. So, uh, yeah, so they're going to um, allow time off. And you know what? There's been so many times in my working environments where I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm taking a mental health day. Like, oh, I'm sick because it's just like I, I need the break. Like, I need the time off. We, we only get one week of sanity a month. We only get that one <laughs> sweet spot of hormonal balance. And it's like, you know, uh-huh. there's just some other days where it's like, I just can't, I can't do it. So I, I this is, this is hopeful. I mean, I, I support this. This is, this is nice. I, I like the awareness around it. It's, it's, I don't know. It's really fucking nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. One thing I loved about working from home was the fact that like, when I did have cramps, I could take my heat pad and plug it into the wall and sit here. And it's not like anybody see me from the lower half. And I can sit there and deal with it with a blanket over me and the heat pad and down Advil's and just wait for the pain to pass. But still get some work done, yeah. you know, but I didn't have to be presentable in dress clothes at work. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, hey, look, I, I, this is great. But then at the same time, too, like it's just... You know, if you need time off, you should just be able to ask for time off, too. Yeah. I hope it's not on, like, I hope this is on top of what their normal, you know, yeah. time off is. Or- yeah. I have a lot of mixed feelings. Mm-hmm. Please Because share. maybe that's, uh, also, they're a Polish company, so I don't know, like, overseas in Europe. I know different countries have different um, policies when it comes to sick leave and things like that i know for certain countries like you need to specify or if you need a doctor's note and things like that so maybe them being cd project like being we're just going to in-store menstrual leave Mm -hmm. so that Uh it's outside of the sick day so it's outside of that policy Mm -hmm. Uh um fine but it's like for for myself like i work my the company i work at has um unlimited sick days um and it's a very much a no questions asked. Like if you need to take more than two or three, then you might need um, a doctor's note in the sense that like if you need to take extended leave, there's like insurance and shit like that. It becomes like uh-huh. a sick leave or like a parental leave. Like it, there's something. But like if you have COVID and you're going to be on your ass for two, for three to three to six days, it's just like, and if, I need to take time off because of my period. I just take, I just say I'm going to take my afternoon. I'm not feeling well. And it's just a sick day. So I'm on the fence about it because like you have stuff like what's happening in the United States with the repealment of Roe versus Wade. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Any yeah. kind of disclosure when it comes to yep. uh, uterus. Oh yeah. Well, they're, I mean, they're they're reproductive low, rights. Yeah, low key taking is, away the pill from over the counter. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's the rights are being stripped away for sure. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and they have studios in America, so that means they have to be complicit to these policies, whether they like it or not. So that you know, like there was this talk about like uh, your period tracker apps sharing with the mm-hmm. government and things like that, and of course, mm-hmm. all of this is deep seated into. Um, white supremacy because it's about white women having babies it's not mm-hmm. about it. they're, they're using christianity and morality as a blanket statement basically to like keep a certain class of yes people with uteruses yes yes having babies yes. um so that's why i'm like if i look at it like from a european standpoint i'm like oh yeah it makes sense because like 
it means you can have like a no questions asked time off in certain countries where a lot of like the sick leave is tied into the um the public health system of that place and things like that and they may require a doctor's note when you know that you're going to have cramps once a month and you need an afternoon off mm. great sitting here in canada looking at the united states i'm like this is fucking terrible <laughs> in terms yeah, of disclosure disclosure yeah no i totally get that the thing is is that oftentimes in order for folks to be able to take sick leave of any co- co- there is none Right. So like if this is above and beyond, if you don't have to say why you're just like, I'm not feeling good and then that's it, you know, like then then it's good that they're saying that this isn't if they really had to dig deeper because someone was repetitive or doing something like that or figuring out the numbers or something like that, then not getting penalized for it. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, in certain places, you can't just you have a certain limited number of sick days, obviously, like that the company or whatever Mm -hmm. and some Folks are super strict on it. So, you know, the fact that people people are respectful of the fact the way that I'm looking at this is that there is a company Mm -hmm. out there that is respectful of the fact that every 28 days, give or take. Shit, it does. It's not fun, (laughs) you know, at a different level of not fun for For each each individual who deals with this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not so bad. Other times, it'd be fucking crippling. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. And it's something that, you know, it's not like you're sick, sick, but it's something that you have to deal with and can't function while it's happening. You're better off. It's been more productive. It's less stressful. It's more of a mental health escape if you can just let that person relax for a little while yeah. and come back when they're ready. Yeah, without being penalized or like all the suspicion around it. Because uh, in the article, they can take a few hours or entire days. Uh, the mm-hmm. leave is fully paid, ensuring employees don't feel pressured to work through their period pain or being financially burdened by taking time off. And I feel like also like in the States, like we don't have this specifically, but there's you definitely know that there's times where like it, it, there's also the sense you can kind of get around it of like if I log in for a little bit and if I'm salaried and if I just need to take the afternoon off, but if I've gotten all my stuff done, you know, I could maybe I am my boss and be like, you know, I'm just not feeling really well. I just maybe need a little bit early today. Do I have to take sick time? And I will say like nine times out of 10, they just say no. You know, mm-hmm. um, unless it really needs to be like a full blown day. I can't log in. I can't do anything. So like mm-hmm. the, if if your company um, is a good company, like there are some flexibility around that. But mm-hmm. I totally see Kat's point too around like the disclosure of it. Because yeah. definitely in some places, I know that if I would have had to say why, there would have been low key stigmas around it. And like the people in leadership weren't mature enough or aware enough to understand what this meant. And so Mm -hmm. like it it could be a problematic. But I also would hope that if a company installed this in some way, um, there would be awareness and maturity around it, too. But I I just I like I like the visibility of it that, yeah, there's awareness and there's more awareness around what women have to do all the time. Yeah. But it, 50% it's, of the population freaking deal yeah. with. Like, yeah. it's not like it's a handful. No, it's half. half. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, like. And in terms of disclosure, it's also disclosure for non-binary and trans people. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're That's a part of it too, yeah. trans man and, like, the fact that you're passing as a man is what's uh, keeping you safe in a place like America. Yep. Uh-huh. But that doesn't mean that, like, you're still not that your period's over, you're not getting it. Like a lot of trans men who have been for years 
on testosterone and whatever yeah. still get their periods regularly and they they can be delibitating but like mm-hmm. you got like this dude full beard yep. you know muscle yep. masculinity fucking cramps every 28 yep. days like it's yep. How do you, again, another problem with disclosure. Oh, yeah. Um, And there's definitely some states, I mean, Tennessee just passed a law where if you are a man but are presenting in any way, shape, or form as a woman, that you can be put in jail and you'll be fined. So, like, I saw that. Wasn't there a CMT Awards the other night where drag queens got on stage with one of the artists as well Mm -hmm. and it was happening in Tennessee? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're definitely protesting it, but it's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just so absurd. It's ass backwards. It it totally is, but it's happening. And and so you're right. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to be aware of of where this benefits across the world. So, um, Mm -hmm. I just, like, I, I just, it's just nice to see. No, it is, it is nice to see in, in terms of, like the video game industry being terrible because um, especially if like, let's say CD project red has an in office policy, doesn't have like a full work from home policy or a full hybrid. A lot of Europe um, has a lot of like return to office policies, Mm. Mm -hmm. a lot of them. Um, But at the same time, it's not, it's a different situation in North America, right? You know, the cities are more condensed, more walkable. People have smaller apartments. Um, So a lot of like, office space is required mm-hmm. uh, but like um some companies are terrible about it so it, it's like it's good that they have this if they also have a return to office policy so that you don't have to be in the office when you're sick yeah from your period um because like i've had so many stories of like game devs having back in the day where we had to crunch and you know uh, be at the office a lot um and then having your period starting and then there's no menstrual product available in the bathroom. In some uh-huh. areas you yeah. have to be happy there was a woman's bathroom. You and there's there. no, yeah, there's no other girls around for you to ask. Yeah. There's very few or, you know, like how many people like lost their entire lunch break having to walk to a pharmacy to yep. get period products and things like that. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I think like if you look at the grand scheme of thing. It might be like, this is dumb, but like in the everyday nature of it, this might make a big difference for like a Polish company in the situation of Poland and Europe and whatever. Um, it just rubs me the wrong way when I look at the American the situation in America. And if mm-hmm. you have to declare that you're taking specifically menstrual leave. Yeah. It can become a danger. Oh, yeah. A dangerous mm-hmm. situation. Um, whether you're a cisgendered woman, especially if you're a trans person, especially possibly oh, yes. yeah. if you're a cisgendered woman. Um, but all that to say, you know, like I think workplaces need to be aware more and like policies like this makes it more aware because like I just the other day I started going back to the office like two, three days a week out of my own volition because I wanted to. Um, and uh-huh. the other day I was in the bathroom and I turned around and there's a a tampon and pez dispenser mm-hmm. and it just said on it c'est gratuit it's free nice. nice good and i was like i like this change was made during the pandemic i don't remember because i remember being stuck back like i've been at ubisoft six years and i've had the issue of shit i don't have stuff yeah but um because i worked at um 
I didn't work on a video game prod. I worked like on services and my team had a lot of women. I was able to walk around the office and be like, uh, anybody got a tampon? Um, you know, like, and within, like, I just turn around and ask the ladies, I'm like, anybody got a tampon? And like within five minutes, I had like three tampons in my hands. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, now on the situation, because I'm on a prod, there's a lot of ladies on For Honor. I'm not going to, I'm not going to die that, but like in a situation where hybrid and work from home is a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Tuesdays, there are not a lot of people on the floor. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just me and the animation lead. And if I don't have any and she doesn't have any, we're, we're both fucked. But now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, now they're free. That's perfect. That's so good. They should be free. And it, <laughs> I know. Honestly, like, in the grand scheme of thing, how expensive it is for you to have like a free, a few free sanitary products. Yeah, you spend Just more in case. on toilet paper. Yeah, truth. Uh, the way I look at it too, at least it's it's out there. People are conversing about it. It's a topic consideration. It's the first step. Hopefully, it's positive things will get better. It's positive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With so many other crap that comes out of the video game world, at least it's positive. Mm-hmm. On a totally other note, um, I opened the tweet. And now I'm on Twitter. And apparently the Doge Dog is now the Twitter logo. What is uh, up with that? It's like a late April's Fools from Elon Musk. I don't uh, know. This, uh, nothing makes I'm sense. Twi- uh, yeah, who knows what's I'm going confused. on. I'm confused. I'm confused. By the All way, right. uh, for <laughs> listeners... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Girls on Game still has the blue check. No, we didn't give eight dollars. They just yeah. didn't take it away yet. <laughs> yeah, we didn't give them any money. It's a I legacy. didn't give them any money. It's we a are legacy. legacy. Thing. And if we it leaves legacy. one day, we're like, bye, bye. Nice knowing you, Joelle. You got one more story for us. I do. I wouldn't. I saw this and I wanted to uh, make sure it got into the pod because Jedi Fallen. Uh, Order is coming out later on this month. Uh, Jedi Survivor is the title and it's releasing. And uh, Steve Saylor, um, who's an honorable honorable guest on uh, today's podcast, apparently. Yay, Yay Steve! Steve. Uh, <laughs> uh, tweeted out his uh, quick rundown of accessibility in Jedi Survivor because he was able to get uh, four hours of gameplay on it in early access. Um, so he did a great video of, in, in the beginning, just kind of um, uh, laying the groundwork for the game and talking about the differences that he saw right off the bat and how much he thinks this game is going to be great and even better um, than its predecessor. And then he goes into, uh, in great detail and, and just really well done, accessibility rundown of the game from what he's seen. Um, he does a disclaimer in saying that there'll be more accessibility options that are going to come out from his review until the final release of the game. Um, but so far, uh, he is really enjoying what he's seeing. A few highlights that he shouts out is that there's a new difficulty option, uh, which is really different for this type of game. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order is kind of in line of, of a Souls Souls game, supposed to be really difficult. Um, don't really have many options to change difficulty, uh, but you're able to, in this one, you can go down to a Jedi Padawan, um, kind of like story mode, if, if that's going to be your jam. The other one that I thought was really, really cool is that there's a new slow mode for combat and traversal. So you can pick and choose 
at certain parts of the game, if you're in combat or if you're in traversal, you can slow the game down from 30% um, slowness, or even if you just want to tick it back just a little bit uh, to, to 90%. So it slows the game down and you're able to really see all the different things that are happening in combat or traversal. And it, it sounds it sounds like a really great feature. Um, I don't know if other games have had this in the past. I haven't observed it where you can slow down time in game. I, it, yeah, hit I like points. that for a Soulsborne yeah. whatever Inspired, type of game. So I yeah. so I can learn because yes. that's why I don't play these games because I sit there and I watch it and I die. And then it says you dead, and then I'm like, oh god! And then I do it again. And I'm like, but I, 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 I don't see what I have to do. Yep. I don't see what I have to do. I don't see the element where it like kind of visual cue that tells mm-hmm. me to parry, yep. or here's to block, or here's to you know put your your do your uh, fight mode here. Like I, that's what throws me off of these games. If this is a way that I could learn it, yep. that's something that I could be. I could be super I, beneficial to me. Cat, you played the previous game. Yeah. I've seen yeah. I've seen like slow mos in the sense that it's a power that you can unlock. Right. And that you mm-hmm. can like, um invest like in certain games. Yeah. I think like Fallout has that where it freezes and you can, you know, uh do some headshots and stuff like that. But it's like mm-hmm. power, it's limited, you can't mm-hmm. it's not like a feature. Yeah. That you can turn on. But yeah, I played the uh old one, um, the previous one. I played most of it with a janked controller so it was probably harder than it needed to be <laughs> did um, you have drift or something uh no the controller was dying and um it wasn't uh it wasn't connect my yeah my pre my button presses weren't registering weren't registering oh, so no. with the traversal oh. and the wall jumps i kept falling all the time and then i changed controllers and i was like oh this game's actually pretty easy oh <laughs> <laughs> well, no <laughs> well easier yeah it's like I when I played it, uh, I saw a lot of the inspiration of like uh, the Dark Soul, the Soul, the Bloodborne, and the Witcher, kind of like what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was not it was not accessible in the sense that it couldn't be like Hogwarts Legacy, where some people might buy a PlayStation Five to play this game just because it's. Uh, mm-hmm. their favorite franchise and they want to play yep. it for a star wars games it wasn't as accessible that is ne- as i keep hitting the mic as it needed it to be considering mm-hmm. the mass appeal of the franchise yep. so for them to add way more accessibility features and some of them being lowering the difficulty or and by like we i use difficulty lightly but like a story mode like is a very easy story mode I think is required for games that you want to play just for the story mm-hmm. in this day and age. Yeah. Like yeah, so like Dark Soul is hard, but Dark Soul doesn't have much of a story. Like the gameplay is the appeal. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, some people are gonna want to play that just to know because it's a Star Wars game and they're like they had like a shit ton of uh a great times watching Andor and Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and maybe they don't want to play the fucking Lego games anymore, <laughs> yeah, or the old games. And you had stuff like Squadron that was like more just like the fighting. Yep. So, 
seeing this, like, I think accessibility is important for to bring down barriers, make sure that people like people like Steve can enjoy the games they want to play, but also so that people so that people can come into gaming through games like Star Wars. Yeah, and not that's exactly that it. Exactly. Like, I can't do this. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's no reason to make it for someone who wants to play. Look at my sister. She wanted to play Hogwarts Legacy. She hadn't played a ga- video game. Like the last one she probably played was like a old, old, old Lord of the Rings, maybe on PS1 or something like that, or PS2. And she didn't know how to do it. So like she had to relearn everything. Ooh. And like it's not an easy no. thing to do no. if you oh. do not make your... if. It does not compute what your eyes are seeing and what your hands are doing with all these analog sticks and stuff to get your brain to wrap around all of that. Like, remember how hard it was to learn how to use a mouse? Remember how hard it was to learn how to use a phone with a touchscreen? Like, we take this shit for granted now, but we had to learn that. Now it's just second nature. But anytime I pick up any new game, I feel control stupid for the first little bit as I learn. And some people, that is a legitimate barrier. So why not make it easier for them to be able to move forward and let anybody who wants to play a game play a game? Yeah, exactly. Well, and... And, like, you know, honestly, like, at the end of Hogwarts Legacy, I flipped that bitch to story mode because I was done. Like, I was over it. And so I wanted just to finish mm-hmm. it out because um, it, it, it lost the, the teeth, but I just wanted to finish it to see how it ended. So I totally mm-hmm. flipped it to story mode and just ran through it. And I love that I had that option. And there's definitely mm-hmm. some cases where, like, I'm not playing a roguelike. I'm not playing Returnal. I'm playing... Jedi Fallen Order, and if I can't get through a boss, I'm gonna flip it down so I can get through the boss and continue on the story. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't need to be a you know get good at every single thing I play, you know. And some people like to play like that, and kudos to them. That's great. You you have the option to do it, but some other people want to get through the game because there's other things to do. And so yeah, I I, I think it's great that um they're really taking steps to to forge ahead and to create new pathways to create these types of things that are going to be staples going forward in accessibility, not just mm-hmm. like rare things. And so um, Steve gave it a great review. Uh, he's on Twitter and then his YouTube video was great. So I highly recommend folks go go and check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Steve, for doing this. And Jedi Sur- uh, Survivor comes out soon, yep. right? Yep. Is it the end of April? Yep, it comes out on April 28th. So I have oh a horrible dilemma of trying to decide if I'm going to roll through Burning Shores because that comes out like nine days before that. Mm. So I'm just... It's hard for I us. I know, it's so difficult. It's so I'm, hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, do I buy this or do I wait for it to hit uh, EA Play and, yeah. you know, like Game Pass, like in yeah. six to eight months? And I was like, but I want to play it now because I love the first one so much. And then I realize it's coming like a week before Zelda. And I'm yeah, like, no, I'm not playing this. I'm not picking up a new game a week before Zelda. It's two weeks so before Zelda. Choosy. So like, it's, you gotta, yeah. I won't even be done bills. on Persona you 5. Won't be. <laughs> we'll still be romancing. What's her face? Because she'll be on I, I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to put myself on like time slots where I'm going to be like, okay, Minecraft Legends yep. gets from here to here. Yep. And then I'm going to play. Uh, Redfall from here to here. <laughs> and then Zelda is going to be... Whoop. And then, oh yeah, and sometime in June, we get Diablo. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to be like, right. what? Yeah, oh I'm God. skipping Diablo, but then I was like, I'm not stuck with this because I'm not playing Diablo. Then I realized it's Baldur's Gate. While you guys are playing yeah, Diablo, I'm, I go. got Baldur's Gate. Yeah, like, yeah. There we yeah. go. 
Are we taking vacation to play games? Maybe. Oh, I definitely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was a happy coincidence that my week in May turned out to be the week of Zelda. You lucky bastard. I thought it was the week. You lucky son of a gun. (laughs) I thought it was either the week just before the week after. And I was like, oh, if it's out, I'll play it. But then I realized it smacked that them because so many of my friends were like, oh, yeah, I took that week off too uh, because it's Zelda. And I was like, that's what I did too. I, fucking I swear. This. I just didn't take a random week because like my feature is shipped and I can finally take time off. No. I wasn't <laughs> it's just convenient how all the things line up so perfectly for Catherine. <laughs> all right folks well that pretty much wraps up the show for this week as always i invite you to check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca for all the links to all the stories that we've mentioned in this episode thank you Catherine, for always doing that for us it's much appreciated um if you are listening and have the power to rate and review this podcast on the podcasting platform where you are consuming it we would really appreciate it if you could do so why it helps with discovery we always look at all the reviews and stuff so it helps us rebuild our show i was gonna say rebuild our show i might need to rebuild <laughs> coming back and everybody's like what no we're good all right this is the moment in the show where everybody gets the chance to shout out the social media handles and you can follow them everywhere online Catherine, where can people find you i am c-s-d-e-s-b-i-n-s c-s-d-b-i-n on twitter and instagram but i mostly should post at the girls on games discord including my persona 5 royal woes <laughs> Joelle, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at JoelleLauren87 or on Twitter at Gamer underscore Comfy. But all day, every day, hanging out in the Girls on Games Discord. Come check us out. And I am Leah Jew, our most social media platforms. But of course, you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at The Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. Just Girls on Games on Instagram. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this conversation and more. But of course, if you want to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That's our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. Thank you, Simon, for editing. I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 It's been another lovely week in video games. It's time to head out. Ciao, everybody. Bye. Bye.